Hi, my name is Susan. I've been arrested 32 times just for listening to people talk with each other. The problem was I used to hide in the bushes outside the windows of people's homes to enjoy listening to strangers talk to each other. It's just something I like to do. I get bored and lonely sometimes, you know. Hey, Susan, don't do all that. There's another way to enjoy random conversations? Now, thanks to the podcast show, I can enjoy listening to conversations with strangers and learn something new every week. No more listening outside the window just to enjoy a good conversation. Tune in weekly on Wednesdays and subscribe for updates on your favorite platform to the Toddcast show and help our podcast family continue to grow and share around the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Toddcast show. My name is Todd Mira, your host, and I'm so excited to be here with all of you. The Toddcast show is dedicated to exploring the human condition through conversation with strangers. We explore the positive, interesting, and oftentimes shocking side of human nature. In each episode of the Toddcast show, I talk with strangers in a down-to-earth, old-school, and heartfelt way about their life. Nothing is ever scripted, everything is spontaneous, positive, and we never discuss politics. You won't know what to expect next. Join in the conversation to laugh, love, learn, and grow with others around the planet. Who will I call next? Tune in to find out every Wednesday at midnight Pacific or for playback anytime on your favorite podcast listening platform. And stay connected with us at ToddCastShow.com. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Toddcast Show. Today we're joined by Michael McGrush. Hey, Michael, how are you today? Hey, Todd, good to talk to you. You too, man. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Southern California, Laguna Beach. Oh, really? Laguna Beach. Gosh, it must be beautiful there today. Uh, overcast it, uh, but it's still beautiful. But yeah, yeah, yeah. All you got to do is beautiful look- where you are. You know, it's beautiful wherever you are. Beautiful. I like the sound of that, man. That's really cool. Very, very cool. Were you born in the area or did you did you come from another area? I was born area? in Vienna, Vienna, in, Austria. Really? And, uh, yeah. And I came here when I was 18 or 20, between 18 and 22. 18, I was visiting and just, you know, did the usual thing, East Coast to the West Coast mm-hmm. uh, trip. And then I came back and, and got the job. That's amazing. So you spent your first 18 formative years of life in Austria? Yeah. Wow. Austria, Europe. Well, you know, Austria, you know, because Europe is so small. So you you go there, live two years in Salzburg. Live, you know, it's it's so small. I mean, we do it in America, too. But mm-hmm. uh, you just move around. You yeah, know, we, have, uh, we have states here. You have countries there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. Let me ask you a question. What's your earliest memory in, in your home country, like from your childhood? Like, what's the earliest thing that you remember? I was sick. I was sick. That's my early thing. I, I was a sick child. Okay. Asthma, allergies, uh, everything. You know, it just, it just eczema. Uh, oh. Basically, existing was just tough to be, oh. uh, you know, to be having a childhood. You know, I'm so but sorry. I, How old were you at the time? I got it with two. I got uh, asthma, eczema before, and then asthma. Oh, 
was it was you know, I can't remember when you know how how you know it kicked in or anything, but sure. I remember the 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 and I I don't remember it dark because you know our memory we end, we change it all the time. We 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 edit our memory. But I know it was uh, a feeling that wasn't it wasn't pleasant mm-hmm. and it was um always threatened. My 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 existence was always threatened, you know. That's crazy. Because you man. you're suffocating when you have extreme asthma like me and yeah. nobody knew it then. You know, that was you know, that was sixteen. So that was before the before the um the little uh, doodad you carry around in your hand and squirt it in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. What did they do for early treatment when they finally figured it out? Nothing. Like, they didn't know anything. They have to, you know, you just chemicals in your they have this uh glass things that always broke the uh, mm-hmm. uh top and with a with a pump like in the old movies you see it with the with the with the rubber tube and the and you pulp to push that because there was no aerosols. You pushed it. I mean I'm not that old, but it seems like that old. How old are uh, you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm sixty-three. Okay, cool. Right on. But uh, I, when you inhale that, uh, it just like dumps in into you. So it's mm-hmm. it's just uh, it, you taste it in your mouth. It's just it's just not like like a mist. It's just like, and and I don't know if that was more placebo than an effect that it worked or anything because I had to keep pumping it. But it was it was not easy. It wasn't an easy thing. But I was never a negative person i never never went into it it's it's more like i went into which everybody can relate more into the system shame then i was okay till i went to school but in school because oh. i found out i was dyslexic and dysgraphic oh really and yeah yeah i i they just but that was that was a sanction that they said okay you are this you know we we, we diagnose you as dyslexia but you have dyslexia, but you have to still pass the tests, learn about it. And if you know anything about neurodiversity, it takes you three, four times as long, five times sometimes to regurgitate stuff. Then you can regurgitate it for your whole life. But then, you know, it's just why do you need regurgitate knowledge? Knowledge is, is a short time. Uh, it's a short term wisdom. I mean, just- it's just. Just a curious thing really quick, um, because I know from a person's perspective, it's a lot different than from an outsider's perspective. Can you define dyslexia and the dysgraphic um, experience, what that's like? Tell tell us a little bit about that. Dysgraphia, I learned five years ago because I wasn't aware. There was no name for it. Uh, Dysgraphia is when you can't read your writing. So if you write something, obviously legible, Mm -hmm. five years ago, 10 years ago, 30 years ago, I can still read it now and right now. Mm-hmm. If I write down something down, even that I think is legible, unless I do caps, I can't recognize it. I can't see the context. I lose the context of what I write. Mm-hmm. And so I, I look at it, the stuff and I can't, I can't, I can't. Context usually brings you to understand it. But how do you know if you're writing? No, I, I see it's 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 my it looks it has my aesthetics. Oh, I see. So somehow yeah, the I, I recognize I, my aesthetics, but I cannot get what the meaning is of that writing. Would I be able so to what read the word it? is? Would I be able to read it? No, no way. Oh, you gotcha. Guess. Okay. You could guess. You could guess. Ah, but so you wouldn't because I'm I'm loopy. I'm, I'm no. writing it very loopy, and loopy 
can be interpreted as an oh, you know, loopy. I see. Like because my creation is off, mm. and also my deciphering is off. It's like your own little shorthand, kind of, right? Yeah, but but my deciphering is off too. So even if you do shorthand, you know what the symbols are. I see. You, so I can't. I'm lost in and recognize the symbolistic in, of of that. Is it different? That, I don't know. I, I know what an A looks like. Yeah, but, but if when it's I like, write an A, I can't identify as an A. Okay, but it doesn't apply to like typed, you know, like something. No, that's not because I wrote five books. So ah, perfect. And, and that's actually helping the dyslexia uh, because I have time to go back, and also sometimes auto spell helps. Um, and with half my my auto spell works is amazing because I think it's and it does. See, yes, reverse it, it, or it does a completely different. My hand iconation that this graphic comes down, it's just my hand wants to write it, but it does TI. So it, and, and so, but a lot of people have that. When I explain that, a lot of people say, Oh, I have to too. To yeah. certain degrees, everybody has it, but when it's so extreme like me, it becomes a real problem to fit into systems that actually work on a very limited mm -hmm. uh, spectrum. So dyslexia is also reversing when you read, so you can't read, you stutter, your thoughts, you, you think 31, but you say 13, mm -hmm. but you write down 31. And, and mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just all over. Mm -hmm. And the, and the one thing is being in a moment. That's the only thing that helps you in that. And it's actually very helpful. It's in the moment. So I can't be prepared for the show. May I ask... Did, Go ahead. did you grow up with both of your parents? Yeah. And they're st are they still together? No, no, they they were together till the end, but they're dead. Ah. Okay, cool. And siblings? Were there siblings? Yeah. A uh, bigger brother and three uh, and uh, a sister and a small brother. Oh, wow, that's cool, man. Do they suffer with any of those types of conditions as my well? My sister, my sister was dyslexic. My okay. Sister. Or is still because you never get rid of it, and also you give it genetically onto the next generation. I see. Do you help each other? Uh, no. Now we help each other. I haven't talked to him because I was here, and my sister went, and we started when my mom died. We started talking about it, and then now we become best friends. Awesome. But it's not a sibling. It's not a sibling relationship. I see. Because we, you know, she she's very similar to me. Mm -hmm. It's not because we had a, the same past. But we come from that same gene pool, so we're very similar in understanding. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. It's good that you have that. Do you have, uh, well, hold on a second. Let me go back to, I'm curious about Austria. So tell me some things about Austrian culture that the average American wouldn't know. I love Austria. I love uh, my friends in Austria. Mm -hmm. I... Uh, uh, I just couldn't handle the systems. I, school and, and, and Austria is very, at that time, I'm, I'm saying everything was, now everything is homogenized, you know, in the whole world. I mean, in the Western world, everything is kind of the same. Mm -hmm. But then it was very clicky. So so it was very, oh, you know, you've got to be, you've got to be from a doctor family, you've got to be from an industrialist family, from a business mm -hmm. fa family. And it was literally so clicky that 
I mean, and this was one thing. I was very good with human, always, because I had to be. If, mm -hmm. if the system forced me to be good with human. I mean, obviously, I, I, I have a, I'm good with human always. I never had a problem with human. Not that all of a sudden I couldn't go to school and now I had to handle humans. I was good before. And that, and that, but but the, the not being able to navigate in the system, I had to repeat three classes. I mean, in English, I, 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 I had an Australian, an English, uh, English teacher, and he just dumped me. He just said, "Sorry, too many, one mistake or two mistakes, too much." Not respecting anything. It's just the system says it. You know, it's like saying you have dyslexia, but you still have to pass the tests the way. Everybody else does. Yeah, yeah. And that's it's a, completely shaming because you. The message in that is, you're faulty. Hey, uh, so I got a crazy question that just came Go to ahead. mind. Um, what if some? I mean, is there a way to to code into that? Like, could, is it possible to write a paragraph that's written for a dyslex a dyslexic person to interpret normally? Like, it would be backwards to the average person, but to you, it would make sense. Oh, is that's all. Stuff that's, that's on the web. There's it's paragraphs where they leave. I don't know if you saw that where they leave words. I've off. never seen it. No. Okay, so I I might have it. Let me make a note and send it to you. Okay, I was just curious. You know, if there was a way to code, you know, the words in a way that it would Different. make sense. It's an interesting. But but why would you do an actual language? It's okay that I can, I know how to uh, navigate dyslexia in systems. I uh, whatever comes to me. I take that in my voicemail. I don't mm -hmm. take uh, notes because I know I can't read them. And when I take them in the voicemail, there is no dyslexia in, in, in speaking. Mm -hmm. uh, the dyslexia is in the uh, writing, uh, in the writing and uh, computing language. I see. You know, so so it's uh, and it's normal because in it's just a superpower. I mean, uh, look at who is dyslexic. Tom Cruise. Uh, Tom Cruise, Steven Spielberg just found out five years ago. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Man, it took him, uh, took him long enough. He's done a lot I, of work. I know. I know. <laughs> because you, when you have a strong spirit, you push through this. But usually uh, people don't get that old. You know, it's wow. just when you, when, you, when you have a strong spirit. I mean, I'm glad that I, I saw that because you're shaming yourself to death, basically. Mm. It's not about you. The dyslexia kills you. Mm. It's you shaming yourself to death. You think you're flawed. Mm -hmm. And your DNA tells you you are you 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 are one of one, which on your fingerprint and in your DNA. What there's eight billion people on this earth, mm -hmm. and everybody's unique, mm -hmm. and and life is because there's no purpose in life, but at least is to un unveil what else you could be or what Absolutely. how you can be that puzzle piece that fits in into the whole. Because we're driven as a whole, we are inclusive. Systems say, oh, there's women and men, we have to separate them. Oh, there's races, we have to separate them. Oh, uh -huh. we have to categorize them. And then that becomes because our third superpower is adaptability. Mm -hmm. And so we take that on. We take the uh, system, we're born in a hospital, we're raised in school, we're going to get a job, we get married, it's all system. So so we think our habitat is systems that we created. Obviously, they're flawed all over. You know that. Mm -hmm. 
That's for sure. Uh, I mean, a conversation like this, AI could never have a conversation like this, mm -hmm. even though we don't do it on camera. You know, I mean, if, if we have so many senses to adapt. You adapt to me, I adapt to you, and then we converse. Mm -hmm. and that conversion mm -hmm. is, is the second superpower because it's not about I'm against you, you against me. Mm -hmm. It's about a discourse, a healthy mm -hmm. discourse. That's the second superpower. And the first one is creation. So let me ask you this. Um, going back to childhood, when did you first experience these problems and how did you deal with those things and overcome the challenges? I know, you, you know, 18 years, that's a lot of school. That's when we go to school the most, you know, the first 18 yeah. years. And so, I mean, where in your childhood did you see something different and kind of have internal dialogue about it or whatever it was that made your adjustments? There's, so no, there, there's no awareness in that age. I mean, you oh. remember, I mean, remember your, when you were 14, 15, what did you think? You want to be, you, you yeah. dri were driven by your DNA. You want to procreate, you, you want to screw mm -hmm. around, mm -hmm. and you want to belong. Wow. That's what the adolescent issue is. You want to belong. But did you hide it? Like, like I'm curious about like. I didn't hide like... anything. I, I never hide it, uh, hid anything. What, what is that to hide? When my skin is all red and no, puffy. No, no, no. I, I meant like uh, your inability to like read normally or to, to, you know, some of the dyslexic stuff, did that get in the way at all? Or did that enable friendships and relationships and things no. like, no. did any, was no. there a crossover? Okay. That's what I'm wondering. No, no. It's, it's just, you, you are, you accept um, today you probably, I don't know if it would be different. I, I'm not, I'm not in school today, but uh, it was, uh, there was no, um, there was you went to school, but but the problem, the worst shaming, I think self-shaming comes when at that age where you want to belong and you get a report with your with your loved ones, uh, you know, with your friends, you have to sit behind. It's almost like you weren't good enough. And so I had to do this three times. I had to repeat three classes, classes, not because it was a rebel, not because it was lazy, not because anything I Five tutors. I'm an A personality, as you can tell from yeah. who I am. I, I, knew, I hit the wall till I was fifty. Mm -hmm. I That's hit the wall. That's interesting. And and so let's kind of fast forward to the teenage years. Then, what was going on in your teen years? And I'm kind of curious. I've never been to Austria. I don't know much about the culture, <laughs> but I'm really interested in hearing how life was different. You know, because there's got to be a, a difference between living there and living here, and then. We'll get to it's more clicky it's more clicky there and i told as i told you before there's clicky. like the doctors the medical doctor click then yeah. there is the uh uh the industrial click there is the uh, aristocrats there is <laughs> so all these clicks which was a tremendous uh a passion for me because my parents, what was good is they had a lot of friends and we had Sundays where it basically was open house. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's so much here. I mean, there's people that have open houses like in the old luck? days. I'm okay. No, no, yeah. You have a barbecue, you mm -hmm. have an open house. So it's just like, hey, on Sundays we can come by dot because yeah. you always make something and you bring your own booze or you don't bring anything, you just come. Yeah. And we're talking about everything and whatever. And I think that triggered in me to, to like the, and I was an odd child with my neurodiversity. I was, I think that's why I'm saying this now. I wasn't conscious of that. 
because the kids were playing all with the kids. I was never playing. I wasn't interested to play with the kids. I was interested in having conversation with doctors and lawyers and whatever. Mm -hmm. That was my interest. I, I, I was thinking I was talking about art at that time already. I mean, I remembered um, the president of the uh, Academy of uh, Applied Arts and, uh, and my uncle, which was a famous painter. Mm -hmm. And he and they, they talked and they said, you know, and the whole table said, uh, Warhol is not an artist and neither is Picasso because Warhol is just painting photographs and Picasso is uh, having at that time probably 20,000 paintings yeah. but and and 20,000 paintings you can't be an artist when you when you can make 20,000 paintings <laughs> and I was defending that very much because I said but but nothing speaks to me like those two artists <laughs> you know and it's like discussion no no it, it felt I, I said you know uh and, and 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 you know the way that they say it, you know, because I'm an authority, and this is all blowing up right now, as you know. All these authorities and systems are breaking down because there's eight billion people that everybody is different. So mm -hmm. how can be what is normal, what is right, what's wrong? That's it a good question. Yeah, right. So yeah, man. And so I was learned to communicate very early with smarter people than me, a mm -hmm. system smarter, mm -hmm. and... Uh, and generationally and, different. And I was satiated, I was satiated uh, by interest. I was curious. Artists are very curious people. Mm -hmm. They're not like lazy, even though people say it's a hobby and lazy, but that's a system definition too. It's another form of expression like anything else. You know? Yeah, yeah. And lazy sometimes comes from two, what I found is, Either people that uh, they can't hold on. I, said, I could be easy lazy because I couldn't fit into the system, so I give up. It's either resi uh, resigning is lazy, or and then you just sit in front of the couch and, and watch TV, or it's because you uh, uh, you you need time to digest the information. Mm -hmm. So there's people, especially neurodiverse people, they need time to digest. So when they, they need alone time and then they go engage and then need alone time. So I, Oh, interesting. Really? Yeah. So is that part of what introversion is about or something like that? No, or no, 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 it's, 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 I think every human needs it, but everything is heightened with dyslexia. So mm. like you know, autism. I, yeah, it's yeah, And we, I think we are just in between normal, like quote unquote normal and, and, and autism. I think just like there's just in between. And so we can very good communicate to autistic children and we can also on a human level mm -hmm. to autistic and to, to quote unquote a regular woman, man or woman, humans. And so the dyslexic is just in between. And that's why they are usually people person, you know, they are they, as a, often but sometimes they don't but, but because no dyslexic symptoms is the same as the other interesting it's almost like a a unique pattern of how, you know of how humans really should be you know mm -hmm. everybody is unique and everybody has his own problems or not problems or unique uh, idiosyncrasies mm -hmm. so let me ask a couple other quick questions about your younger years um yeah 
How do you think your parents influenced you, either one or both uh, collectively? Um, how do you remember their influence in your life, like in the directions that you took and the choices that you made and the different things, not necessarily with the struggles, but like just in general, like how did they influence you? I was very lucky. My parents were unaware. And I'm very lucky that my parents were into themselves mm -hmm. and allowed me to be myself. Mm. So, so my dad did never want to go to school mm -hmm. when, when I did something weird or, or they called my dad, you know, or I didn't pass the class and I had to repeat the class and the directors, you know, the, the, the headmasters, whatever it's called, uh, asked my dad to come in. My dad thought that was a total nuisance total waste of time of his time because his time was it yeah <laughs> and he came in and he listened to it and left and he didn't even talk to me afterwards he said, okay yeah there was no sit down like in a bad or good way interesting there were, I, I, which i must tell you i preferred because i didn't need an extra person other than myself to shame me sure or to ridicule me or whatever and my mom Oh, you're good. And my mom forced, you know, did the play. Perhaps that was a thing that, oh, you're a sick child, you know, you're excused, which is not a good thing. You know, it, it's not a good thing to, to do that. But they were unaware. And, and I, I cannot complain about my parents you know, about that because I'm glad they were into themselves and they, you know, it was about them and not, not about us. But was that how it was? Or do you think they did that to enable you to develop independent thought? Nah, that's the consciousness. Are you kidding? Four years, was... 40 years ago? There's, okay. there's no way the people were conscious as now. Ah, interesting. No okay. way. No way. They were in themselves and, and, and they, um, uh, and the kids, you know, they played outside, you know, they didn't care if the kid is there's some danger outside or whatever. You hurt yourself, you broke your arm. Yeah, you get fixed, you get up the cost and, and, and do it. It's just mm. no, that wasn't just, that wasn't uh, an issue. And there was no helicoptering at all. I mean, wow. I can't remember anyone of mine, uh, of my uh, uh, friends that had helicoptering. I mean, we had mm. friends that got more uh, presents, you know, and mm. gifts, which is always, um, it's always, you know, when you're in that age, it's always important to know, oh, my God, they get, get a new bicycle, you know. Mm -hmm. Why don't I get a new bicycle or whatever? But uh, that's it. Was it traditional uh, masculine and feminine, you know, experience? Like the father was the one that punished you and the mother was the one that comforted nope. you? Like No punishment. Like I, I hardly had punishment. Oh, hardly, very good. I hardly had very punishment. Good. I had, I had, you know... My mom slapped me in the face, my dad, but it was no, because that was the way they did it then, but it wasn't like a punishment, you know, sit in like a physical, like lay around, I'm going to take the belt and I'm whipping mm -hmm. you or whatever. I mean, I can't even remember. Perhaps I'm, perhaps I, 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 uh, did you it tune off. it out? Is some tune it out. Good day. Undiagnosed uh, trauma. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I might, because you're always, Re, you always re um, edit your past and your future. I mean, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can dig it. Uh, when did you start dating when you were younger? Oh, well, as I was a horny toad. Yeah, man. Uh, 
Join the uh, club. Uh, I, but be, because, you know, especially when you cannot apply yourself to, to the system, mm. what is left? Humans. And, and then you have the, the, the DNA drive, because which mm -hmm. the DNA drive, when you're 14, 15, oh, yeah. you, you just get Man, my, my whole use, because I, <laughs> I had this horror in school, mm -hmm. my whole use was girls and motorcycles. That was oh, my really? whole life. Yeah, that's bitching, man. Cool. I'm working on a motorcycle right now, trying to get yeah. it working. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that was it. Motorcycle and motorcycle and girl and music and art, art. That those three, those three were my uh, food to exist. I understand that. Do you play guitar? What instruments do you play? I played guitar. I learned two years classical guitar, which mm. and I can literally play four or five chords. That's it. Four chords. Fair you know? enough. And I, and this is what I write also in my last book in the Smart of Art. Uh, and I work also with education, Beautiful. so uh, art education, uh, a new a new education in whole, and uh, a new education art education. And excellent. What I thought about uh, my experience of that, my wisdom that I pulled out of that. Okay, this was interesting because. I, you know, I saw Hendrix, I saw, and all these things, I wanted to be a guitarist because that was the coolest instrument. I, I selected the instrument that I found the coolest, obviously. Yeah. And I wasn't even thinking about percussion at all. Mm. And I stopped playing guitar and I thought, that's it. I will not, I will like music, but I will not be a musician. Mm. And then uh, a friend of mine said, hey, why can you, you know, our percussion player went out uh, can you play the bongos and said yeah just be very hold back and whatever and it just came through me and i just fucking banged away and then you know was invited to play everywhere and that i was had really fun without learning it with mm -hmm. and guitar my hand eye coordination i think again with the, uh, uh, dyslexia it was just so hard to yeah it was the worst instrument i could have chosen i mean any instrument would be easier but then, you vibed it, right? Like you played by vibe instead of by theory, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I can relate to that too because I've always, I was a bass player before I make my own music with the keyboards yeah. now and other things. But like I used to play the bass and I was never very good, I didn't think, as a bass player. But one of the tricks that I always had was the finger coordination. It was always difficult with my left hand yeah. for some reason. Yeah. And yeah. I never understood why I could make it work, but it was always just a little harder for me than it seemed for other people, yeah. you know? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And so you used music to express yourself, and uh, clearly you got laid a lot. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 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 And uh, did you ever get in any type of trouble? I mean, was there no. any trouble in your childhood no. in teen years? No? Trouble. I mean, trouble. Like, what is you know, trouble? No, I didn't get in, in, arrested. I didn't get... Uh, you weren't uh, a jackass? No. Okay, no. good. I, I didn't see anything in that. It, I, it wasn't attractive to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. So... Very cool. Very cool. That's good, man. That must be neat. Um, not many people can say that. I've been through all kinds of trouble through my childhood. <laughs> no, I had I'm not, I'm not saying I had no trouble, but I had no trouble. I mean, uh, you no, know, I mean, I got steal, in trouble because I did steal something things. and get caught, but that is not a trouble. I, I mean, 
every kid does that, you know, in some way or form. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Well, that makes me feel know, a little I don't, bit I don't think, I don't think, <laughs> no, no, but I'm not saying, I mean, you go into the candy store and because you're so addicted to sugar and you don't have the money and you just take the candy and, and walk out. Right. And sometimes yeah. you get, sometimes you get, get caught. I don't see this as a, because you don't know what right or wrong in that time. You know? Yeah. I remember a time it was before I was five. I just don't remember the exact number, but I was really, really young. And um, I remember when I used to go to the store, it never occurred to me that you had to pay for anything. And so like when my mom exactly. would let, let me sit in the, like she would go grocery shopping and I'll never forget this experience we had once in uh, Irvine, California. <laughs> and it was at a store called Alpha Beta that's I don't think around anymore, but they were yeah. filming commercials that day apparently. And so my mom went shopping. She let me play in the toy section, you know, so wherever the toys were in the store, like I was there. Yeah. And I remember as a small child once that uh, that particular day, uh, I took something home, like a Matchbox car or something like that. And I was even telling other kids, oh, you can take whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they didn't understand. And for some reason, I didn't understand. And so like when I got home, I got caught with this new toy and my mom was sharp, you know, and somehow she figured out that that toy was not one of the ones she bought and you know um i'll never forget this she marched my ass back down to that store in my pajamas and i was ter terribly embarrassed and then uh the the clincher of the whole thing was they wanted to film her in the commercial for the store <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so she, she said no and we laughed and it was I got in big trouble, but that was like my early, that's what I learned not to steal, you know, because I didn't know. Yeah, you learn it early. You, uh, some kids don't learn it early because they mm -hmm. are so wavy. They have such a wave in them. They know how to manipulate and whatever, and they ne never get caught. So they, they like the thrill of that. Mm -hmm. And, and, and then they go more and more and more, you know, you steal, uh, you know, Man, $10 and you I steal felt terrible, dude. I felt awful about it. Like, I mean, course, honestly. Of course, yeah. because because I don't feel I, I feel we all feel you know horrible because we don't want to disappoint. Well, it's that is the, the wrong thing. The, the disappointments, the se the severing of mother daughters, uh, father daughter, you know, mm -hmm. friends and you. It's like it's more that they look bad up, upon you. You know, they mm -hmm. look. Oh my God, he 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 was stealing, and then everybody talks about it. Yeah, and I think that's what makes you really feel bad. It's again the shaming. Yeah, that, because you're not also, understanding what the what the whole thing of stealing was. You don't understand it. There's another element outside of that that I think is really important, and I'm sure a lot of us sh must share this. But like, it's the sense, like you said, self shaming. I guess that's what that is. But like the feeling of like, whole, holy crap! Like I live by a certain set of values, and I just deviated from those values. And that to me is really wrong. I feel bad because of that, you know. I need to fit in. I need to fit in and I didn't fit in. Well, not, my... fitting, not fitting in, more like a self-satisfaction knowing that you're living by the standards that you profess to live yeah. by. Yeah, you know? so that's, that's the positive. Awesome. You want to live by the, by the, and it's not, you want, because your drive is to, to be inclusive. Mm -hmm. You want to be a part of. That's your drive. Like the same the drive that you have only short time mm -hmm. between, you know, 15 and 28 that you have to procreate, woman and man. Mm -hmm. So because that's the best thing. But that that drive goes away after after 28. But, oh, no, it doesn't. No, no, I know. I know, no, 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 I know. I know it doesn't. 
but I'm saying it, it, it wanes down. It I know, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. It's not like you wake up and you see something in front of you. You know, it's mm -hmm. just like literally, and that that is because you're DNA driven. Totally. And, if, and you want to be, uh, uh, but the, the other drive that we have, the DNA drive, is till the day you die, you want to be inclusive because you understand unconsciously that you and I are better than me alone. Mm. You understand that, what, what, that like this is the best example. I never had an interview with like this. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and we have a dance and in that dance, mm -hmm. we learn, I learn about myself by speaking, you mm -hmm. learn about me. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and and then we're relating, we're telling stories, relating, mm -hmm. and that is a power. And that's why it's such a, uh, it's actually a sacred ritual. It's a good thing. I agree. To, to tell stories, to relate to each other, not to think, oh, Todd, you were such an asshole. I can't believe it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's not the system judgment. It's about sharing stories at the campfire. Connecting. Yeah, dude. Connecting. Actually... You know what? I have to say, like, certain people just kind of stand out to me. And we've never met. You and I have never crossed mm -hmm. paths. We've never spoken before today. Um, and that, to me, is a beautiful thing. And I really believe that part of the power of this podcast that people are listening to right now is hopefully to reignite the desire to connect with other people. Because I agree. And I think you and I are both more of the old school thinking of... Yep. Uh, you know, the, the straightforward, pure connections and people get so caught up in their own desires yeah. and narcissism that sometimes they forget, you know, the love of other people and the beauty in that. And so it, through our communication, we share, you know, a sense of love and light and, you know, positive energy. And I'm so blessed, you know, and I really feel thankful to have you here. And yeah. um, let's let's get on uh, the plane or the boat or however it is you got here. But Let's talk about how you got to America and how your life started yep. here. Let's let's dive into everything now. And let me just say say a, a footnote on this. What you just said. Thank you. Uh, when talk people when people talk to each other and relate to each other and see actually having human relationships, mm -hmm. longevity the highest factor in longevity is no drug, no ritual, nothing out there in the world which science totally supports, but it doesn't promoted mm -hmm. is relationships awesome. nothing keeps you old nothing keeps you old better so healthier you get older and you get healthier older longevity factor number one relationships mm -hmm. i'm just letting that all your people know that mm -hmm. it's number one so if you want to get old you want to get healthy old you don't want to get decrepit mm -hmm. Human relationships, healthy ones, the, healthy ones, obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah. As a healthy one is also you argue. I mean, that's fine, mm -hmm. but they are the biggest. That's the big. That that's the biggest uh, factor of longevity. There's no right other, no no herb, nothing you can take mm -hmm. or, or 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 do, mm -hmm. uh, or run a mile every day or ten miles every day. It does mm -hmm. nothing comes close to relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, it's huge. I agree. And there's an element of connection that if we lose that, there's something else that gets lost. We don't even recognize sometimes. Yeah, we're unconscious you know? of it. Yeah, it's, yeah dude. It's, and I think that's my work because I'm a you know, creativity awareness educator mm -hmm. to make people aware. Do you know 
that this is actually what's happening. Interesting. So, Interesting. Yeah. And so tell me about how you got to America. How did you decide to come here? Like, tell me a little bit about that story. As I told you, I went uh, first, I, I, with 18 or 19, I, I did what everybody did. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what everybody wanted to do. You look at that, you look, today they do it with every country, but then it was America or Europe. So Americans went to Europe and traveled all over Europe and Europeans went to America and traveled all over here. Hmm. So I was here for three months and they checked it all out and, and, mm -hmm. and, 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 thing, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> but I didn't get the depths. For me, perhaps of my days, like say again, I'm not saying as an excuse. I'm just saying I couldn't perceive it as I wanted to perceive it. I thought there was much more in America than, than what I saw in those three months. Mm -hmm. And I... Um, and I kept back, worked in advertising in Europe, and then I, but I had the feeling, and and, and, and for some reason, I, it, it, it's like, I'm reflecting to it now, because I, at that time I did, I lived day by day. Mm -hmm. I, I literally couldn't, you know, you just want to survive. Mm -hmm. And I, all of a sudden, I think somebody said, hey, there's a job in America, would you like, and and, you know, we have a couple of jobs and some friends told me and, and I said, mm -hmm. okay. So I had two job offers, one in Boston and one in, uh, uh, one in, in here, in, in actually here in, in Laguna Beach. Wow. And what happens was I hated Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. I was so disappointed what you see in movies and what it is. Yeah. I was completely disappointed by it. Yeah. The good old and days. Then, and then, then it wasn't like then as now. I mean, look at uh, look in the. It's terrible the now. Yeah, but I think it was worse then. Like, wow. I think it was forty years ago. It was just a loose, loose, wow. a, a loose chain. And and now it's much more coercive. It's much you know. There's beauty in it. There's built-in aesthetics. Uh, and um, and I said. No, I'm gonna to go to Boston, and for what I I cannot tell you, I cannot re how I decided this, but I guess it was a higher voice or something in me mm -hmm. that said you go to L.A. Oh. But I thought that Laguna Beach was L.A. It was South L.A. That's what I thought. I couldn't even see. I mean, it was completely not knowing what I did. Mm -hmm. I did I did make decisions that I was completely unaware of what I did. Mm. And the, the friends picked me up at, uh, at night and Very I arrived at night, I arrived at night and I was, uh, I could only, get, I, I wanted to work here to, to see what it is. And it was easier then, obviously. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I became a butler, a manager of a house mm -hmm. and um, for, a wow. guy, for, awesome. a guy, for a guy, for a guy and a thing. So, uh, and I could cook because of, you know, that was one treat I could do. Mm -hmm. And I, I arrived and there was nobody there. It was, it was, it was just, uh, you got to the, the airport. And there I, no, one no, 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 my friends that got me the job, picked me up. <laughs> okay. And they dumped me off. Oh, and I get, I come in this subterranean lower, really a guest room to sleep. Mm hmm. The bed was on three feet, spider webs everywhere. Oh my gosh. And you know, I 
thought I could speak English. Obviously, I could not speak English at all. Uh oh. And uh, yeah, what they <laughs> see, you know, I could, yeah, and also flunked in English. Remember? <laughs> so I went. I so so I but I wait, woke up in the morning. I went out, and I saw the palm trees and the sun. And even though there was not Matt, Matt, the, 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 the boss wasn't even there, that guy wasn't, he, he would come in two weeks. Mm -hmm. So first I thought that was really bad and mean, but then I thought, oh my God, I had two weeks to align to California, mm -hmm. you know, to, to my environment. And when he came, then I was ready to actually do it. So, so see, first you always see the, it's crappy. You think it's crappy, but then you see when you pull back and zoom out, you mm -hmm. see, actually, that was perfect. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And so you got your start there, huh? Mm -hmm. And how I long did that? A year, a year and a half. And that's in that it. time, uh, they deregulated uh, FM uh, uh, television. And I did one of those low-frequency uh, UHF. I, was, I created a company that helped... Uh, you know, uh, licensing those those uh, low frequency uh, power station with a friend of mine, mm -hmm. and uh, then I went um, like the UHF UHF channels. Yep, exactly. Okay. Exactly. And then and then I did. Uh, Isn't that funny? People today are like, "What in the hell are you talking?" What about? is that? Yeah. <laughs> so so this was the big thing. Like today, crypto was you know uh, and. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was a lot of money in there if you knew what to do. Mm -hmm. And so I had an American partner, so we did that. And then I, uh, I, uh, while I was doing it, I was also managing a magician oh. for Europe. Wow. And then I brought him, I brought a magician uh, that knew the magic castle and all about everything. And um, they actually took me in. Uh, as literally their, their six son, that's that five kids and that six kids. Mm -hmm. And they took me in and, and took care of me. And there was two family close to me in Laguna and they took me in and basically, you know, they were excited about me and I was excited about them. And, cool. and so I learned that the one father was a, a, a hobby magician, but a very good one. Mm -hmm. And I brought him and I had a television studio and, I, you know, I worked with them in, in, in I didn't own it, but I've, I've worked with them. Mm -hmm. And I had a partner, an ex-partner in, uh, uh, in Austria and then with him, mm -hmm. uh, he looked for it and he said, I said, yeah, I have this guy. He met the guy and then we got him a job in Austria and we had to go back and forth and do that. So I love to go back and forth. So. First of all, I went three months here, three months there, mm -hmm. and then I learned. Uh, I, I just learned how the differences are, and I really missed Austria because uh -huh. I was the big shot there. You know, I was the, you know, I had friends and. You know, oh, so when there. you went back, you were suddenly part of the clique. Yeah, no, no, I was part of the clique before because uh, I'm a funny guy and I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. I'm an entertaining guy. I'm an interesting guy, and I'm good with people. I got so it. That, so, so that gave me entrance in all the cliques, in mm, every clique. Perfect. Man. So, cool. in, during that time, I did. I had a camera, and I didn't drink because I couldn't 
drink or do drugs with my dyslexia because that that would mean the end. Mm. And um, so I had a camera. I was always creative. So I had a camera with me, a little Minox and stuff. And I made photos in all these parties. So everybody was drunk around me or on yeah. drugs or whatever. And I just made candid photos. And then I put it on Facebook. And you can go through that on my website. Okay. You can still see, see, see those, those photos. Cool. Uh, and it's called Vienna Clicks. Vienna <laughs> Clicks. Yeah. And, uh, and it shows you, I think, at this over 1,500 pictures. I did like 3,000 pictures, mm -hmm. but 1,500 pictures on there mm -hmm. on a Facebook page. <laughs> and, and it's all about how that was 40 years ago. You know, and it looks like we are the Rat Pack. So, uh -huh. uh, yeah. So I did that without knowing, and I slept with me those slides when I moved here. Mm -hmm. And I slept with me the slides to New York, to Westwood, to wherever I, I was. And I, I brought a thing, and then I, one day, like, there's Facebook and the C, and, and I just said, I, you know, I, I just found this, and it reminded me I have to go through those slides because I don't want to slip him anymore. And I, I've just po posted two, two slides up there, and I got such a tremendous following. And they, they, so all my friends said, wow, 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 great. So I made a, a special page and uh, posted them. And, and, and then 36 years later, which like three years ago, I, I did a reunion party out of those slides where we had 200 people come in the center of Vienna that had a, a party. Mm -hmm. So, uh, God, that was, a, that, was, that was a fun thing. Mm -hmm. So did that uh, have something to do with uh, playing into what you do today? We've got about 15 minutes left just to kind of keep your mind on the time. Um, but tell me a little bit about how all of this kind of led to where you are, because I know it's a very interesting story and you do something very unique. So I don't want to miss how that formed. You know, tell me how okay, that so, so the whole thing was I realized with 30 that I was an artist. Mm -hmm. And by myself, not by the system definition. Mm -hmm. Because when if the system doesn't deem you an artist, as you as you told you in the story before, mm -hmm. you're not an artist, right? Mm -hmm. So it was dependent on others. And what I saw that, you know, how can something make me survive? Uh, and and I couldn't do anything else. There was no other things to other than creating art and being creative. And mm -hmm. And I wrote the last book about this because I saw always these numbers, 97% of artists uh, worldwide are, exist on the, around the poverty level. Oh, yeah. And I said the highest form of creation, our mm -hmm. first superpower. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at our world, look at New York. And we created yeah. that, this whole man-made yeah. system. Look at religion, anything, we, everything is man-made. Those so are all systems. They're all created. Somebody had to create them. But is it diluted or perverted or totally whacked? No, like, no, why I did think, it change? It used to be I different. We we delude ourselves. We give a system a high uh, a priority over humans. Mm -hmm. We forgot. I think that I said before too. We forgot that we are a species of nature. And we think we are, because we are born in, in a hospital, we are baptized, 
a religion, other system, school, another system, job, another system. Mm -hmm. We have lost our connection to nature. Mm -hmm. That's why we are so arrogant that we think we need to save nature. Nature doesn't give a shit if, it wants, if we want to save it. Mm -hmm. Because it keeps going on. How many the Incas killed themselves, civilization? How many civilizations have killed themselves already? Yeah. Nature just goes, grows over. What yeah. we actually, if you want to be aware, if we want to, we said we need to save that part of nature that guarantees our survival and not yes. exploit it and not yeah. save nature. Nature takes care of itself. It always adapts. And if it thinks that humans are like dinosaurs, it doesn't need them anymore. Yeah, just, but, there's no humans. You know, people could chill out on the littering and shit like that. No, 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 you know no that I mean? has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Obviously, but if you're un this is because you're unaware. You're mm -hmm. unaware. You think, oh, because you know, for example, there's there's one thing that the weather pa patterns changing, mm -hmm. and there's one thing that we admit so much CO two or so much. Uh, exhaust that in Beijing, for example, at the Olympics, you couldn't breathe. Oh, yeah. And they had to stop with everything. So yeah. what there's a difference between that. There's circles in the in the earth that go 100 years and then change to colder, to hotter, you know, yeah. and you're old enough. That's a normal pattern. That's a nature pattern. That's how but, I feel about it. Yeah. But we as human cannot litter, pick, uh, cannot do exhaust, make this yeah, our being, habitat being good stewards. Yeah, you know. that's what we are. We're supposed to be the smartest species that can be the stewards of this world and create their own world with systems and be in harmony with nature. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. we think we are separate from nature. We we don't really see ourselves as a species, but we don't see ourselves as a as a system either. But we think. Our environment is impo more important. The system environment is more important than the nature of environment. That's why we have to save nature. Bullshit. Mm. But that's complete. And once you can compartmentalize that, your life gets 50% better. Mm. When you can say, what is a problem like a job, uh, pay taxes, mm -hmm. uh, those are system-generated problems. I'll say. And if you cut yourself, that is a human problem. If your daughter gets hurt, that's a human problem. Mm -hmm. So humanity has always priority before any of those things systems throw on you. Mm -hmm. But we act like our life is, look how many people in wars. Yeah. Tell me how many people ever in the history of think wanted to have war other than disturbed system disturbed leaders they're taking advantage of the benevolence of people mm -hmm. using the system to find another system to get more system shit yeah yeah we're edging, we're, we can't we can't edge into politics sorry no no i'm not actually i'm not going there i'm saying yeah. system i'm not didn't say politics that is yeah, not yeah, politics. yeah what 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 i say is indigenous people mm -hmm. When when one tribe hits the other tribe, the other tribe leaves. They're not starting fighting. Mm -hmm. So, no, you show me the human that said, I want war. What is where you live? You tell me you want war. Yeah, some people are pretty whacked out, man. Like you, I mean, No, 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 no. They, they are system <laughs> disturbed. 
They're system yeah. disturbed. They're I so conditioned say. by systems. That, I mean, do you think that what's going on now in the war, the war that goes on now, that the both leaders, they're not the system disturbed, they're totally system disturbed or react to a system disturbance. Mm-hmm. It's so, not like harmonious. It's not. I, I, I'm hearing two main things, and I'm really curious how this ties together. But like, I'm hearing dyslexia and system, and those two things have been said a lot. And I just wonder, like, how do you formulate that into a strategy for what you do, and how does it work? And like, because uh, clearly you found a new way of looking at things and combining different things in a new experience. That's what I want to find out about now is tell me what you do exactly. Cause like sure. all this, all this has a purpose and that's what I want to discover. Yeah. So I have since, you know, uh, I haven't uh, fit in the system. I had to totally self educate myself. Yeah. I have the unique ability to think very fresh outside the box, not just outside the box thinking, oh, perhaps we don't need cars. I would think, how can we have any transportation? Why do we have transportation? Why is transportation needed? And could we do transportation another way as a car? I like horses. I, I, no, I'm say, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm just giving you an example. I, I'm just teasing, teasing, yeah. teasing. Yeah. So, and, and dyslexic people don't understand teasing. I'm sorry. I, I had no idea. No, I no. I, I, we don't understand it. We don't care. I mean, when you say it after the fact, I say, oh, he was teasing. But but we are. Oh, wow. So sarcasm yeah. doesn't exist in the dyslexic, dyslexic world? Not really, because, yeah, you could, you could if you learn it. Huh. You have to learn it first. I had no idea. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll make sure and tell you if I say something that sounds off color. Yeah, I like it that you said you were joking. So I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind. It doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Uh, I um, so the system is what what I found out in art creation mm-hmm. is that what we perceive as the art world is basically a business. It's a business about the art project, project, the project of art, the song. Mm-hmm the painting, the movie, whatever you create. It's not about, nobody gives anything about the creation. And like you wanted to know how I arrived being today. Yes. And you want to do all of the things, which is actually the value, the human value. Mm-hmm. People say, okay, so what you created? I was arts commissioner. I was this. I worked with Robert Evans, who did The Godfather. I did this. I did this. But they, they don't mean anything about me. And actually, there is no, uh, when you look at success, if there was a formula for success, everybody would do the same formula. Mm-hmm. There's a formula for having a, 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 a mobile phone. If that formula works, everybody has a mobile phone. Mm-hmm. If success, there was a formula, everybody would be successful and everybody yeah. would be rich. They're so, doing really good with the cell phone thing. I think most people have cell phones. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm saying. I'm saying. There's a difference. Do you see the difference? Yes. Do you see yes. the difference? It's. 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 Everybody promises you there's another system. Like, if I did it, Todd, then everybody can do it. Total bullshit. Mm-hmm. I've never. All the coaches. All the like. Oh, I did it. I. I was once poor. I was mm-hmm. once this, and now I have millions of dollars. It's the biggest lie ever. 
Yeah, man. Because then it would be like an ant can do the elephant's job in nature. Sure, just look sure, at sure. Her. Just look, look at it. It's completely wrong. And this is, a, again, shaming, a system shaming mm. that we, you know, like school says, you've got to go through Harvard and you guaranteedly have a job. And it's a lie. It There's a lot yeah. of Harvard and, and Yale grads and Columbia grads that have no job. You know, um, I mean, I'll tell you this much. You don't need to focus, at least. Um, my oldest brother went to Yale and apparently graduated with honors. And uh, it was in architecture. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's never built anything. And, I mean, I'm sure he was very good at it. But he ended up uh, working his way through another company and became a corporate executive in yep. a completely different world. Like, it's like, what in the hell, dude? You went to school for... So that always kind of stuck with me. And even though he was very successful, it's like, man, college must not mean much if you don't even need to follow your focus. You know, it's like, what's the point? You know, um, that's why I say creativity is when you are creative uh, is the best way to unveil who you are. Mm -hmm. And it's OK to be a Harvard grad and go in architecture. Mm -hmm. But 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 still, if you're if you're not aware of it, you go blind into it. You, you feel like a failure because you're not in architecture and you feel a failure till somebody says it doesn't matter. It's the, oh, in no. the past, you, you know, you're always an executive in the past of where you're going through, you unveil who you really are. Yeah. And perhaps you're not, perhaps your, your brother, he puts himself into that system mode, navigation mode. And really, which is also, he was really good at that. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know what? He has all this life energy to adapt to systems. Mm -hmm. I don't have it. For me, it takes me four, three, four times as long to comprehend, as long to play the navigation. So and you, you don't have that. So tell me how it all ties into what you do and how it works and okay, all that. it ties in. It ties in. I'm a, you know, I, I, I'm still an artist. But yeah. I'm 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 more and more, and my new book is about systems and creativity. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Uh, and um, I'll edit the neurodiversity. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Say it again, because uh, you cut out right as you started to say that, and it cut off the name okay. of your book. I'll edit this yeah, my, out. My, yeah, my, my my new book, that my sixth book, is the uh, uh, Smart of Art Two, and the subtitle will be something like how we can use creativity uh, to raise human potential versus uh, versus uh, you know eliminating each other mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm you know I, I just paraphrase right now so mm -hmm. uh, and and what I saw through the neurodiversity so I have, I have two jobs number one uh, show the neurodiverse society, just my contribution as an advocate for that, mm -hmm. that is not a curse. It's not something, it's it's basically a, a superpower. Mm -hmm. Because you because I see in the combination with me being in arts all the time, I've developed two superpowers, creativity. I understand the function of creativity which is in my last book, Smart of Art. Mm -hmm. And then I understand also how it is to see in a perspective of a neurodiverse person, meaning outside of systems, leaning more the humanity. I see 
uh, that Nate, that we are a part of nature, which I realized through having these conditions that we are a part of nature, that nature actually has all the answers. Mm -hmm. And if we're in harmony with nature, we can have systems uh, adapt to humans versus right now, it's still too many humans adapt to systems. And the fact that systems are irrelevant without humans, we need to have humans to being the priority. Mm -hmm. And we also need to be aware, and this is the very education that I do, that a system is man-made. Mm -hmm. And it will be always limited. It will be always very limited compared to nature. Mm -hmm. Nature always adapts, always balance. And uh, because of systems being all based on every system, religion, nonprofit, every, everything is based on financial principles. Mm -hmm. It's always a lack. There's always because when you hit the first quarter, you start start from from beginning again. You you do mm -hmm. the next quarter, the next. It needs to always rise, always more. And nature mm -hmm. that doesn't exist. You have mm -hmm. harvests that are weak, mm -hmm. harvests that are weak or, or strong. You have two years mm -hmm. no rain. That's what nature is. Mm -hmm. But in systems, it cannot be linear. They're saying you always have more, better, faster, cheaper. You, mm -hmm. you, it, that that is impossible. So there's two huge energies that collide. And we, once you see it, you can actually do something about it. I see. We are the gods. We are the gods of systems. Okay. We are the gods of systems. So we can change systems, but we can't change humans, and we can mm -hmm. change uh, uh, nature. So let's say that someone came to you and wanted to experience what you're talking about. What would you do with them? It depends on what what it does. When with companies, when companies uh, ask me for a thing, I'm just looking at a complete different thing. I said, okay. You have this, 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 this. So I work my whole, because I'm an artist, I worked my whole life in hospitality. Mm -hmm. And I was always a, a leader, not because I knew more. I actually couldn't do the computer stuff and the bills and all this stuff. But I had, I looked at the restaurant or whatever hotel or whatever I looked at, worked at, and I, I look at that and say, I see this, 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 and what a leader really does, which made me aware about leadership too, is that a leader is basically the most self-aware person, should be the most self-aware person. And a leader is not a hierarchy top to bottom. Uh, a leader is making balance, is like, is, is trying to make what, what nature does automatically. He's the one that keeps that balance in the team. He's not telling the team what to do, but he's keeping the balance. Perfect. And, and when the team works, guess what? The client feels like a king. It's not the mm -hmm. client is always right or the, or the customer is always right. And he, you know, customer is king. When the team works in harmony and balance, the customer, the thing feels like it is. Like he feels like a king, he feels cool. his and and so this, for example, I'm just giving you an example of what I do with with companies or, or mm -hmm. with, 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 is with it just companies or do you work with individuals? I'm individuals, everybody. I, I okay. work with everyone. You know, okay. Who who, who sees things, and I don't have the solutions. Mm -hmm. What I have is awareness, and I give you awareness about whatever you have, 
and then everything is clear like this this talk for example it made mm -hmm. a lot aware to you mm -hmm. you know and to me obviously too definitely but, but so with that awareness you you can't make yourself see knowledge i can say okay there's three steps don't forget you forget the second step you forget the third step Mm -hmm. When you are aware, you can't wipe that away. It's like burning yourself on a hot stove. You don't need to learn that and you don't forget that. You are aware that when you go on heat and you put your hand there, you burn yourself. Very cool. You burn yourself up. So exactly what I'm saying right. is that's why awareness is the new knowledge. Mm -hmm. And that's also human adapt and nature mm -hmm. adapt. It's not system is knowledge. You know, mm -hmm. three steps, linear, blah, blah, blah. And what I'm saying, what, you know, the, 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 the subtext on this whole thing is look at a play, theater play. It used two of two leads, leads versus a CEO. You have a CFO and a CEO. You have two leads in a play. What's the difference? The CFO and the CEO don't really they're not even aware what what the bottom does they are just doing ceo work mm -hmm. and the two leads in a theater if 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 anything in this in in the city that doesn't work the two leads don't count when you have the first violinist in an orchestra and the oboe is is doing wrong the whole orchestra is shot mm -hmm. and that's why art creation shows you humanity how humanity can function mm -hmm. it, it proves it every day every performance it's proved that people don't see it from that angle in the perspective but it is a, together a balance and everything has to fit not the profits have to show and the people die on the bottom that's for sure that's and for so, sure so you, you see the system versus human so art is still human even though it's a product it's the, the creation is the real power. Mm -hmm. When you study art creation, the new book of uh, Rick Rubin, it, 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 amazing, amazing. He says in a lot of things the same way that I say, keep saying, actually. Very cool, man. Well, we're about out of time, Michael. Um, okay. Is there a way that someone can reach out? Do you have a website where someone can find you or social media? My, Michael, I have one hop, michaelm.com, Michael with two L's. So M-I-C-H-A-E-L-L-M.com. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And then you can contact me, LinkedIn, all this stuff is there. Okay, perfect. Excellent. And uh, if they wanted to reach out to you, there's a way to connect with you on your website, yeah. of course. Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. Good, man. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up here? No, look, uh, I would say, I would say awareness is, it, it trumps it all. Because without awareness, uh, knowledge doesn't work a lot. That's knowledge sure. works with awareness. If you have awareness and then uh, knowledge, then you can actually use and apply knowledge. Mm -hmm. And you have to choose what you're aware of to keep your mind. You can't clean. choose. You can't choose. When you're not aware, you can't choose. You, yeah. you, 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 you do random stuff. You mm -hmm. think. So, for example, if, if you have a knowledge, whatever, if I have knowledge and no awareness, and you said, you know, I invested in that, you need to invest in that too. It can work. It cannot work. If I'm aware and I know you have, a, if I'm aware about you, that you are really good, not, not what you show me, but because I trust you and it resonates with me, then I go and invest in it. But even if I know you're good and like you, but it doesn't resonate with me, 
-hmm. then I'm not investing in the same. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. your choices are underwear people. That's why awareness, uh, you know, trumps all. Underwear people make wrong choices. They don't make the right choices. And look at our freaking system. Look at our everything. What choices we make. Mm-hmm. You got that right. Yeah, it's a personal decision, all right. You're right, and people are thrown off because of all the influences everywhere. So yeah. it's good that there's another way to do that. Well, I just want to thank you, Michael, for coming in today and sharing. And there's so much more, I'm sure, that could be discussed. It sounded like just the tip of the iceberg. There's always more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I do appreciate this, and I hope that someone will reach out. You do consulting work, it sounds like, yeah. with companies and individuals to help them discover yeah you know, ultimately greater potential and focus and uh, connection to nature and a way to deviate and be outside of the systems that influence our yeah. daily lives, right? Like that sounds about right. Yeah, and, and I'm giving them awareness. If they value awareness, I hope through this episode, they could actually feel how valuable it is to be aware about what you do. Absolutely. And that awareness is not something you achieve in a system. Awareness is something you have to experiential uh, uh, knowledge. Uh, and I had so many jobs and, and, and so much experiential knowledge. That obviously, that helped, too. I wasn't just an accountant my whole life, for example. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Cool, man. Thank you for that. I really appreciate it. And I hope we get to talk again sometime in the future. Anytime. Awesome. You have a great day today. You, too. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning in to the Toddcast Show. If you found today's episode helpful and meaningful, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on what's next. Remember that the Toddcast Show is all about community and connection. So follow the podcast on your preferred social platform to keep updated on everything I've got in store. Also check out ToddCastShow.com to find out more and stay connected with me, Todd Mira, be sure to tell your friends and family about the Toddcast show so the podcast family can continue to grow and share on an international level. See you over on the next episode. Hi, I'm Todd Mira, host of the Toddcast show, and I want to share something personal with you today. Throughout my own life, I've struggled with issues I didn't even realize I had. Things like depression, past trauma, PTSD, and feeling disconnected from the people I loved the most. It took me hitting rock bottom to realize I couldn't fix myself alone. I needed help to unravel the tangled knots within my life, find myself again, and become stronger in the areas I was weakest. It wasn't an overnight transformation, but with time, I learned to change my thinking, my attitudes, and my entire paradigm for the better. I learned that it's good to ask for help, and that's why I want to tell you about our sponsor, BetterHelp. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of the Toddcast Show. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and the best part, it's 100% online. You can participate from anywhere, anytime that works for you. It's simple to get started. Simply answer a few questions about your specific needs and personal preferences in therapy, and BetterHelp will match you with the perfect therapist from their network. It's really that easy. 
You can message your therapist anytime you need support and schedule a live session when it's convenient for you. BetterHelp is committed to ensuring that you find the perfect match to guide you along your journey to well-being. As someone who went through therapy and came out way ahead of where I started, I want to invite you to take this step to a healthier, happier you today. My life was transformed through therapy, and yours can be too. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you'd expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is hand-picked for you, all at a shockingly affordable price. And as a special offer for our listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month by using the special link, betterhelp.com forward slash Toddcast. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Toddcast. You don't have to face life's challenges alone. BetterHelp is here to support you through the big and small issues of your life in a way that can really make a huge difference, both short and long term. Take the first step towards a healthier, happier you. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Toddcast to get started today.